Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, nail tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each week we'll be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and mentors who'll be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals and made their successes. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. So today you are joining me on episode nine of Inspiring Salon Professionals. And today we're going to be talking about work experience, something that kind of cropped up in last week's episode with Lisa Smith. And prior to that, when I was planning that episode, I was thinking, you know, the one thing I know Lisa does do is take work experience. And I thought maybe an episode on that would be useful, both for students um, at school and at college, but also for employers to kind of take a moment of reflection on their views on work experience and whether they've had positive experiences or negative experiences. I thought before I recorded this, I'd just do a little bit of a check-in on um, one of my Facebook groups that I'm an admin on, um, Salon Industry Networking Group. But there is a lot of, I think, myth around work experience. And I thought this episode would be a really great opportunity to just highlight some of the positives and some of the negatives from both points of view. So let's start at the beginning of where work experience first happens, and that's usually in year 10 or year 11 at secondary school. And this is something that is usually enforced by the school and is there to aid young people wishing to take a view on a career that they think they may like. And is generally where most students um, of that age, that sort of 15, 16 bracket, where they choose their work experience is because they think oh I want to go and be um, a banker or I want to go and be a hairdresser or I want to be a butcher or I want to be an IT specialist or whatever it may be and that opportunity two weeks of five days a week work experience is where I'm going to focus this first little section on and that is there for students to a get an understanding of what's required in the role they think they want to do And B, is there for the employer to highlight the benefits and positives of their career pathway. And this sometimes works out really well. I know in my experience of having work experience um, of this age group, quite often within the first couple of days, they realise very rapidly that beauty, a beauty salon is not where they want to be. And quite often they choose not to return. I don't know if I should take it personally or not, but I know this is an experience that is had by many, many salon owners that we have 15 and 16 year olds that turn up and, you know, we ask them to do some menial tasks because we can't ask that, you know, they can't come in and suddenly start doing makeup and be Insta famous, um, which I think is sometimes what they think is going to happen. But unfortunately, the reality of salon life and insurance requirements and all that kind of stuff means that at that age, with no qualifications within the industry, you can't start practicing doing anything on clients. So therefore, we need to get you involved in maybe an admin function, maybe a little bit of reception if you've got the confidence to do that. But at 15, 16, quite often that confidence isn't there, which is understandable. Um, Sometimes there'll be phone answering if you have that confidence. 
maybe um, making teas and coffees for clients, maybe some cleaning and tidying. And, you know, maybe if there's an event that's pending, you know, you can get involved in helping out with that. Um, maybe get involved with some of the salon marketing or social media if you like that kind of thing. But work experience at this kind of age group is a little bit difficult for salon owners to allow too much access into the business because just, you know, skill sets may be not there and and it is a bit of a challenge sometimes. But equally, if you're passionate about why you've chosen um, hair or beauty or nails um, or aesthetics or whatever kind of... Um, yeah, personal care sector environment you've chosen to use as your work experience. If you're passionate about it, you will learn and you will get an understanding of whether it's something you feel you want to continue. If you are still at secondary school and in that year 10, 11 bracket, then when you get the option um, come up at school, you know, be be proactive, you know, you be the person that approaches the business. You know, one of the biggest bugbears that we have is, you know, Joanne's mum popping into the salon to see if um, the salon owner will let their daughter do some work experience. And, um, and although, you know, being a mum myself, it's so hard to not do that. But it's, it is, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, these kids really, really need to, um, get an experience of having to do that for themselves and you know the salon owner if they're going to take somebody on they're going to want to meet them they're going to want to see how they interact because you know we are client facing we are a public service um, venue and business and so we need to understand how that person is going to fit into the salon environment and how they're going to interact with clients how they're going to interact with the other team members and yeah basically are they the kind of person that you want in your business for two weeks taking responsibility for them? So really, if you're in that year 10, 11 age group and you're looking to do work experience in the personal care sector, as we're now called, which covers hair, beauty, nails and wellness. Um, if you are looking to do that, you know, think about how you present um, an application to a potential employer, because if it, if it goes brilliantly, you know, this could be your route into apprenticeship. It could be your route into employment. So if this is something you are passionate about, then go for it and approach the salon owners yourself with a really beautifully constructed CV. You know, there's loads of um, online opportunities to get CV skills up, um, upheld. The schools will quite often help you with your applications, I'm sure, if you have a careers team. And just make sure that you you think about how you conduct yourself when you drop that um, covering letter and CV off and how you present yourself. And I'll cover that a little bit more as we as we go through. As employers, we really need to welcome these young people into our businesses. You know, they are potentially the future of our industry. And if they're choosing their work experience well, rather than having something forced on them, then potentially they can become, you know, our future employees. And we need to try and recognize the positives that that can bring. You know, we can highlight what an amazing career choice we are. We can highlight the the highs of our industry. And we can also give them a bit of a reality check on whether or not it is the career path for them, because it isn't for everybody. And I think in today's world, our young people see Instagram famous people and influencers and think that that's what our industry is and the reality of it is for the most part really not that 
and they can come into our world and be quite disappointed and disillusioned by the reality. And so we have a responsibility to ourselves and to our consumers and to these young people too to give them a clarity on what it means to be a salon professional we need to see it as a marketing opportunity for our industry to promote the wonders of it to people that have an interest and think they may want to do it next we're just going to have a little look at students from further education or private education facilities that are studying towards their vocational qualifications and work experience comes in quite heavily in this area. Some providers have removed work experience from their curriculum and feel that their commercial salons in college are sufficient to create a well-rounded and work-ready professional. However, um, in recent times, I think that there is a move back towards um, work experience. And I know there's just been a few conversations I've been in over the last month or so where there's a, there seems to be, an, I mean, it's that time of the year as well, but there does seem to be a higher demand for work experience. And um, some providers are now requiring several hundred hours to be completed as part of those NVQ level courses. So for those students... What do they gain from being a work experience placement in a local salon? So they're going to get to see the real life in a salon and commercial salons in college are very, very different to commercial salons in the real world, in my opinion. Having gone through NVQ qualification at college and in a private facility um, and then actually the reality of working in a real life salon is it, it is a very, very different thing. And in a commercial real salon you are going to get to understand and improve your client communication you know you're going to have direct contact with real clients paying real money um, to a business and this will help you to build your confidence it will help you to um, be able to deal with clients and understand taking money you know at commercial levels because you know in college commercial salons you know you're only charging probably 25 to 30 40 percent maximum of commercial prices and you don't have that same heart lunging feeling as you do when you charge somebody 90 pounds for a facial um, that you do in the salon and I speak from experience I can remember that first move into commercial reality and having to charge somebody whatever it was I don't know 35 40 pounds or something for a set of nails and just nearly dying and it's a really really valuable experience to to get that to get that that moment of taking that money and not feeling guilty for it and not feeling bad you know whoever the therapist is if you're if you're on work experience you might be taking payments for a senior therapist that therapist has earned that money because she's been doing that job for a number of years and that's a commercially viable price but it does sometimes feel quite awkward and so just getting over those little things can be a huge huge step for a student um, you're also going to see how the learning that you've had in college, so you know when you're doing that eyelash tin or that cut and color or whatever it may be, when you're doing that in college and you seem, you know, although you are tested to commercial times, the reality of seeing how that translates into a workplace when there's multiple clients and the phone's ringing and 
you know, someone hasn't made the room up for you on time or whatever it may be. There's always little glitches within a salon. Most salons do not run 100% smoothly 100% of the time. There are often little moments where your day can be interrupted by 10 seconds here, 20 seconds there, a minute here and whatever, and it can add to your workload. And so just seeing how all of that that information that you're absorbing at college um, translates into the workplace is invaluable. And you will learn so much from just watch, even if you're just shadowing, you'll learn so much from just watching how those professionals deal with their clients and deal with adapting their treatments. Because at college, you don't get to do that so much. And understanding, you know, how to adapt treatments is a huge part of becoming um, a great professional. You're going to experience life as a junior member of the team. You know, they're not going to allow you to come in and practice as if you were um, fully qualified. That isn't going to happen. You're going to be in there as a junior member of the team. So you're going to get to experience probably um, the some of the most important parts of running a salon. And that is, you know, and I know everybody goes, oh, I'm just going to be making tea and cleaning. But myself as a salon owner, I made tea and cleaned. Um and I don't, and to me, I always led by example. I wouldn't ask someone to do something that I wasn't prepared to do myself. And our team functioned on that. And no matter how old you were, what level you were, if something needed cleaning or someone needed a cup of tea being made, you did it. And um, and it is, but and it is part of our of the industry. You know, we're a service industry. We are working with human bodies. We have to be hygienic. And so, you know, just as a risk assessment and healthy health and safety content, we have to keep our salons clean. They have to be free of hair, dust, grime, dirt, bacteria. Um, you know, all of those things have to be gone. And they are fundamental to the business being successful. It may seem like the most menial task, but believe me, you know, making sure that that wax trolley is clean and the wax pots are wax free is so, so important. That is the face of, of a beauty salon, you know. I mean, I've, I've been into beauty salons and I've seen photos that people have taken when they've gone for treatments in, um, in other salons and have been shocked by some of the conditions that clients are expected to pay for treatments. And, you know, a wax pot that is covered in wax is not an advertisement for a professional salon. You know, that should be clean. And we should take pride as professionals providing a service to our clients that that's the image we want to portray. And if you can help the salon advertise that they're clean and hygienic and safe, especially in times that we live through at the moment with COVID and the pandemic, if you can help that salon promote that image, you are creating such an amazing job by doing that you know I don't think people understand you know and I know it's cleaning and I know it's boring but it is so so important and I cannot push enough how important that is um also you know making tea it is you know for me in my salon when I had my salon it was part of of what we did and you know my salon you know, people may may disagree with me, I'm sure many will, but my salon was intended to feel as if they were coming home and that they were being welcomed home. That was what it was about. That was the ethos of my business. They were kind of coming into my world and I wanted to treat them, 
you know, and you can never really treat clients as friends, but you want them to have that feeling of of being home. So they want to come back. And to me, you know, providing clients with tea and coffee, um, if they were having services it was appropriate for, obviously, you can't have a cup of tea if you're having a massage. But if they were having their nails done or a pedi, anything like that, you know, why not give them a cup of tea? Make them feel welcome. And, um, and again, it's, you know, that's a, a massive part of client interaction. And these things do seem like they're menial tasks, but... You know, depending on who the salon owner is and how they work within their business, quite often salon owners won't be above making a cup of tea. This kind of task shouldn't really be seen as a punishment, which is what I think it is often seen as. It isn't aimed at being a punishment. It's aimed at um, introducing you into some of the most important parts of our industry. You know, welcoming and greeting clients is huge. If you don't welcome a client into your business or into your employer's business with a happy um personality and welcoming personality then the clients are going to when I and I know I speak from experience when I've had um work experience or junior therapists and stuff over the years you know clients are the first ones to react to somebody that you know looks like they've had a bad weekend every day or someone that doesn't smile someone that is a little bit terse in their tone and can be a little bit rude these things, you know, are picked up massively by clients. And if they're regulars, that's fine. But if they're new clients to your business, and that's the first port of call that they get is, you know, a junior member of staff doing a, a poor welcome, then, you know, that's not a good advertisement for the business. And so as a, as a work experience person, you need to recognize that some of the roles that you're going to be given are really fundamental. And they're some of the biggest trust roles that we can, as salon owners, give somebody. There are only so many different um, opportunities of task within a salon and giving junior members of staff um, or work experience placements, these kinds of jobs. It basically, I think most salon owners kind of come at it from a point of view of like, well, if I if I give that to the junior member of staff, then that frees up a um, qualified and an experienced member of staff to provide services to clients and bring income into the business. Although that's not to say that those junior roles aren't still bringing income into the business, but it is in a much more passive way. You could ask the salon owner if you can bring in some case studies, you know. There's nothing quite like practicing on clients in a real environment. If they've got a room that's not in use, then you could perhaps use that and see how it feels to provide a service to your client um, in that environment. I know when I did my work experience on my holistics course way back in time, we were on placement for two weeks and the salon manager that I worked alongside allowed me to do reception. She allowed me, I did have to do cleaning and I had to make cups of tea, but she allowed me to do lots and lots of different things. And I was allowed to receive three treatments while I was there so I could see how the therapist worked in their professional capacity. And I was also allowed to take three clients in of my choice and they gave me a treatment room that I could use and and do some treatments on clients. And it was invaluable, that experience. And I am so grateful to um, Michelle, the manager at Matisse in um, Dartford, where I did my work experience back must be about 16, 17 years ago I did that now. But she was really great and helped me get a lot of valuable experience on what it was like to actually be in a commercial environment. One of the other things it shows you, and sometimes this is a bit of a problem for our industry, is it shows you that you may not want to be a therapist or a hairdresser or a nail tech or whatever it may be. And I know that 
I've I've seen this personally in my salon and um, and have experienced it, and I know many other salon owners have. And you get girls that come in, and it changes their mind. You know, all the time they're at college in that fairly safe environment, and and things feel okay. There seems to be there's a massive massive tendency from schools to and career services to push people into our industry because they feel it's um, a career of last resort for people. They feel it's a career for people that may be slightly less academic and aren't getting their 5A to Cs or the equivalent because I can't remember what the new numbers are. I'm too old for that now, can't remember. And, um, And I'm sure in other areas of the country where there's other qualifications available, it may be slightly different too. But we all know that 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 top set that we're talking about, that are the ones that are going to go on to do like a level three straight away, um, it isn't seen as an academic career. It isn't seen as a technical career. Um, and that's a really big shame because we are ending up having a lot of young people that are being pushed into our industry training and education because it's an easy cop out. And um, and then what happens is these kids are coming through, not really with a passion for wanting to be a therapist, a, hair, a hairdresser, a nail tech, a masseur, or whatever it may be that's in the wellness industry in the personal care sector. And that and that's gonna that firstly is is damaging them as humans, and it's damaging their career prospects because they're kind of just going through the motions and they're just learning something else like they were learning maths at school because they've got to do it rather than actually having a passion for it. And you need to be passionate. You know, as a beauty therapist, you're going to be ripping people's hair out and, you know, squeezing their blackheads uh, or commodones, um, as we should say. You know, and as a hairdresser, you know, you could be combing lice out of someone's hair with if they don't tell you they've got a head lice. And, you know, and these these aren't the most, you know, these are probably the less pleasant sides of our careers. Although for some people, comedone squeezing is one of their favourite things. But that's a particular type of therapist. It's not I don't like that kind of um, work myself. But I know loads and loads of people that are absolutely addicted to Mr. Pimple Popper. And... And so, you know, we have this problem of so many young people and older people even coming into this industry thinking that it's something that they can do or want to do and then rapidly realising that in the in the real world, it isn't as glamorous, it isn't as exciting, it isn't going to make them insta-famous overnight like they thought it would. And, and it's a really, really big problem. So work experience... And the reality check that um, being in a professional commercial salon environment can give stops people maybe from, you know, continuing down a career pathway that they've realised isn't for them. And there's no there's no shame in that. You know, I, I know, you know, there's lots of things I've tried to do over the years that you get halfway down that road and realise it's not for you. And, you know, and sometimes the bravest thing is realising that actually I took a wrong turn here and maybe I just need to go in a slightly different direction. That isn't a massive problem. And if work experience helps you to understand that, then it's going to do you a favour as well as doing um, out the industry a favour that we don't get um, people that are just going through the motions because when you're dealing with other humans, you can't just be going through the motions and you have to be passionate about everything you do to serve those other human beings because that's fundamentally what we're doing. We're working in this industry 
to help people feel better about themselves usually. And um, and if you can't do that with a smile on your face and passion in your heart, it isn't going to be the career for you. I feel at this point, I really actually should make a comment on how we are viewed as an industry, because this this episode is about people's first experiences of a commercial professional environment. And and many of them have, like I was just saying, they have been pushed into this, um, coerced into this industry by careers advisors, by um, teachers, by parents. And and we really, really all need to recognise that the hair and beauty, nails, massage, aesthetics sector, anything where we are working on human bodies to make them feel better about themselves, to enhance their appearance, to make them feel happy, whatever it may be, and whatever reason those people are coming to us, we have to be technically able to carry out those services. And that means that we have to have an understanding of chemicals, of scientific fact, of electrical equipment that may be complicated to use and understand. We need to be able to understand anatomy and physiology of the human body. And that means understanding conditions and different contraindications that can affect treatment so that we don't damage people. There is a huge amount, you know, we are by no means nurses or doctors, although some of our industry are, especially in the aesthetic side. Um, But we also have therapists that are ex-nurses or ex-paramedics and their knowledge is invaluable um, to them doing what we do for a living in this industry. So, you know, we aren't for people that aren't academically able you know at at some levels yes you can work in this industry if you aren't an academic of course you can but you need to be able to understand basically you know basic things like telling the time you know we have a we have a big problem with our youth and young people today that even telling the time can be quite complicated and we and where this has come from I don't know um because we should all be able to tell the time, you know, even if it's just to get on a bus, we should be able to tell the time and understand when the bus is going to come. But in this industry, we work consistently every day with timed appointments and having to work out how long 25 minutes is going to take and how long the extra five minutes to clean up on that treatment is and how quickly you can be back for the next client. And having to work out those little time factors is is fundamental to the smooth running of the business operation. And so if you have if you have people coming into our industry that basic function of telling the time isn't there, that's that's a big obstacle for somebody to overcome and it's a really big obstacle for an employer to have to teach somebody how to tell the time. These are and I know you know this is I'm not trying to cast aspersions on anybody that it doesn't have that um that skill. But in our industry, you need that skill. You need to be able to tell the time. You need to know that if you're, you know, partway through a treatment, how much longer you have left and at what time you need to have finished. Because if you don't have that concept, then you're going to not finish your treatments on time or you're going to finish them too early. And those have different connotations in in problems um, for the client and for you and for the business and the owner. And, and it's a whole a whole mess if that timing thing isn't accurate. But, you know, but that that's just, you know, one example of, of some of the problems that we're getting in industry because careers um, advisors 
and schools and parents are really not seeing us as an industry of skill. They don't see us as a skilled career. And we really, really are. I cannot impress upon listeners enough and potential people coming into our industry how important it is that you do have the ability to read and write and be able to tell the time and be able to communicate with people effectively. You know, these are some of the fundamental keys to being a a good salon professional, whichever field you go into. As an industry, we really need to begin promoting how technically able you need to be and how academic you do need to be to be successful. You need to be able to plan your day, plan your treatments, understand what you're applying to people, how that can interact with their skin, how that can interact with their immune systems. And in times of those that we're going through at the moment, with the pandemic, you know, we are experiencing as an industry challenges for our clients that we've never seen. You know, there's allergy issues that are occurring that we've never seen happening due to COVID and people's interaction with that virus in whatever way. But it is making changes to people's immune system, it would seem. And ongoing research is happening to try and find out why clients that have had, say, a hair tint for the last 20 years and have always been fine have had COVID and suddenly become allergic to the product and we don't know why. And um, and so understanding the importance of those kind of factors is vital to our industry as we move forward. And we need to be able to understand how this impacts on us as professionals and how it impacts on our clients. So please, if you are somebody listening to this that considers our industry as somewhere to push people that are struggling academically, please consider the fact that you could be setting them up to fail. You know, we are an industry of technically able people and that skill is not there for everybody. So please, please consider whether or not that person you are pushing is suitable to this career. You know, maybe spend some time with some salon owners or um, or something and just see what they think. You know, do a straw poll amongst a few salons that you have locally and see the kind of skills that they need. It isn't just painting nails and putting makeup on or just blow drying somebody's hair. We can actually create problems for our clients if we do not understand the techniques and the products that we're using. So moving on from that little lecture, um, because it is something I'm so passionate about because it does drive me mad. And I know it drives lots and lots of our industry mad that we continually see these um, young people coming into industry that we completely disillusion. and, And we end up, you know, in a situation where they, they leave the industry because it isn't what they thought it was going to be um, and it's harder than they think it's going to be. So moving on, we're going to have a quick look at what um, the benefits are to the employer of using work experience. And, you know, having spoken to Lisa last week, you know, she's used work experience for a really, really long time as one of the um, introducers to um, her team. And she uses it so that she can basically spot the talent 
And if you work well with your colleagues, you know, maybe if you are an employer and you're looking to take somebody on, you know that, especially as we're coming out of pandemic, I mean, it, it seems to be, everything seems to be hinged around the pandemic. But as we're coming out of this huge change to our world, things are reopening properly and people are getting confidence back to go into salons and businesses to have their treatments done. And so it may be that you know that over the next year you want to start growing your business again. And um, and this is a great opportunity that if you think where we are now in the academic year, you know, all of these students, the level two students have just started their courses. Some level two courses are going to require them to do work experience. Some aren't. But you could work with your college and just say, look, you know, you're happy to award, um, you know, one or two students, you know, maybe even two students to just do like half day a week, something like that. One day a week for the duration of their level two. You could pay them a very small amount of money or you can they can do it free of charge, whatever. You know, it's an arrangement that you would need to um, to reach. But generally work experience is a free commodity for most salon owners. And it's, it is an opportunity for you to like look at who is in the market that's going to be coming to look for a job next June because they're going to you know they're on that level two course in um, September they will be finishing that level two course in June if they're doing it in a private academy they'll be finishing it probably by about January February time and um, and and in some cases they could be finishing it far earlier than that so those level two students firstly they should be out there looking for work experience and if they're not then they should be asking themselves why they're not because everyone that's going through these courses should be trying to you know have some understanding of how the professional world works but for the employer get one of those people in you can you can talent spot you can see those opportunities and maybe just invite them all to the whole the whole of that um, cohort to put a cv in and you pick out a few interview a few it helps you to potentially find a a future team member but also you're doing a great thing for the industry by helping those students understand what's required and put them through an interview experience in a salon get them to do trade tests a little bit if they're doing um, whatever they've learned at college so far they could do a trade test for you and it's really invaluable experience for them to go through that process you get also you get like technically a free team member for as long as they're doing their work experience and so you know you that gives you an opportunity to get some additional help with social media with you know with client interaction with um, cleanliness in the salon with setting up your treatment rooms and helping therapists with having you know your therapists have their confidence boosted by having them be able to pass on their experience to somebody more junior you know all of those things are really really good positive things to have going on in the salon you could coordinate with the college and or the provider and just see how their curriculum is working and whether or not you can do work experience that and treatment experience within the salon that would coordinate with what they're learning at college so if they're doing manicure you know maybe they could do some practice on um team members or they could do some practice on clients that you know obviously you can't charge for that because they are a student and you would need to check your insurance for that just to make sure that they are okay to do that they're in the middle of doing um, a section quite a lot of the qualifications that we do they will have more admin functions like reception duty or salon you know they have to be like salon manager for a, a session or whatever or they might have to do some event planning if you've got an event coming up 
them involved, you know, in those jobs that, you know, are going to save you time and allow you to continue working on the business. But, you know, help get them to get involved in event management, maybe in the marketing, how it's promoted on social media. You know, many of our young um, people today are experts in social media, far more than some of our salon owners, and they can interact, get a better message out there to a different audience perhaps you know that you hadn't really thought about using previously you know they have access into a completely different demographic and and if you want to start taking your salon in a different direction having a younger person help with that kind of thing and with the messaging and language use and colloquialisms and stuff that impact their age group that could be really really beneficial to you as a salon owner you've got a real opportunity when you take work experience on to help you learn um how to employ staff and how to recruit and to look at those processes and make sure that you're doing them well as well so it gives you a little bit of work experience too and you can do things I know for me I learned so many things from every person that's ever worked in my business and it's really really important to kind of learn from those experiences and so you know think about those things that those staff members that maybe didn't stay with you for a long time or maybe weren't suitable think about what it was that they were missing and just try and push that through when you're doing work experience so you know if you had someone that wasn't you know that their client interaction skills weren't great then you know this is these are areas you know this so much of that comes from confidence in your own ability and confidence to speak to people and confidence to be able to have a conversation with somebody you know that those things are really important when you come into the industry people's confidence is never high when they first start and so those client interactions and confidence in talking to people, confidence in performing a treatment, confidence in welcoming people, it's all so, so important because if it isn't right, the client won't come back to that therapist. And we know that from our experience of seeing how our clients react when we get someone that doesn't quite fit in our team or doesn't quite fit that role. If they do have existing qualifications, you know, especially if they're level three therapists that's coming to do work experience with you, then that means they're going to have a whole group of treatments they can do and it's worth just making sure with your insurance um, or with the college insurance that they're okay to do those treatments and and use them let them experiment with being in a salon let them work with your clients and you know we all have those clients that are always happy to help there's very few salons where every client would say no to helping somebody on work experience you know especially if they're going to get the treatment for nothing or for a fiver or something you know if you're just going to charge for products get those work experience people if they have got qualifications and you can utilize them then do it make get get them to do something that they're going to really enjoy and they're going to get a useful experience from so as an employer what are the um, things that you look for when you're going to be taking on a work experience candidate you know you're going to be looking for someone that's positive someone that is passionate about what they're doing you're going to be looking for somebody that wants to be there that's really quite key because if they don't want to be there they're not going to turn up they're going to call in sick they're going to you know and we we see this and, and as well I'd recommend if you are a work experience placement candidate make sure this is what you want to do and if you do commit to it you know if you say you're going to be there for two weeks commit to that time and see it through because as an employer there is nothing more frustrating than you know you go through the whole process and you get someone to start they do a day or do two days and then they just go actually no I can't be bothered 
But if you're at college and you are in the middle of doing your level two and you're doing your work experience and you can't be bothered to attend, then the, the salon owner will firstly make a complaint to the, to the college, which could impact on your ability to finish your course. And um, and also it's, you know, why, if you don't want to do the work experience, why and why are you at college doing this course? Ask yourself those questions. So it's a really, really important thing. And from an employer's point of view, when I've just done some research actually on um, Facebook and one of the things that came across regularly on the post was that they just don't turn up. They just call in sick and it's just too much of a problem. So don't make it be like that. You know, if you want to be in this industry, be passionate, be committed and be pleasant and be positive. Don't have an attitude. And this is one of the other things. It's just, you know, this there's and I'm sure it's just sort of you know a generational thing that the next generations up look back on the younger generation always going well why do they behave like that but there is currently a big trend and I'm sure that this is something that's like a a sociological thing that comes from Instagram and all of that social media stuff where everybody thinks they can be an insta famous person or an influencer or whatever by just doing this and all of a sudden they're going to be famous and they're going to be rich and it is not like that and and I think that we are seeing that so often now that as salon owners it's really disillusioning us to not want to go down these pathways and not want to help the young people coming through and there's a lot of salon owners um that I that I was having these conversations with that were just I've I've been there done it bought the t-shirt and I'm not going back down that road and that's that's really really sad really sad because you the young people are the future of our industry and if we feel that we can't trust our young people to do the job that they're training to do then that's a massive comment on where we're at on a on a level in society it's really really sad so for those that do want to carry on and do work experience, um, and I really hope I haven't put anybody off, and I hope that also is, like I've encouraged some employers that you know this is something we really, really need to, to look at as a useful resource for future employees. This is an opportunity for us to grow our own employees and to, to bring people into our industry that are passionate and that want to be consumed by how amazing a job this can be. One of the things I wanted to add on here as well is something that popped up on the thread that I put up on Facebook and that was about insurance and I'm not quite sure where this has come from and I'm sure there may be the odd um, employer insurance provider that has an issue with work experience but I spent a bit of time this week just speaking to a few of our larger industry insurers and there doesn't seem to be a problem and If you have public liability and you have employer liability in your insurance, you should be covered in most circumstances to have somebody in your premises that's working on a voluntary basis and not providing treatments. They really aren't any different from having a receptionist or a cleaner in the building or just an admin assistant, a clerical person. And do check your insurance because you might find that you are actually insured and that you may need to look for another reason as to why you're not wanting to have a work experience placement within your salon. I know it can be difficult having people that are hovering around and waiting to be given another task to do, but they can be invaluable and they can be helpful. So maybe just give it a go. 
Finally, I just really want to give some advice um, and just a quick checklist for those that are wanting to take on a work placement role within a salon. When you want to apply, do some research on the salons you're applying to. Make sure that if you do walk up to their front door, that you are dressed appropriately. So if you are currently at college and going through training, um, then put your uniform on, tie your hair back, present yourself how you have to present yourself in class. You know, this is a professional environment and rocking up at the door with a scruffy vest top, pair of leggings and a pair of old Havianas on with polish that isn't quite there still because you've had it on for too long. Um is not going to set the right impression. You have seven seconds to make a first impression, so make it count. Wear your hair tied back, wear professional level makeup, don't look like you're about to go out for a big night out clubbing, and make sure that the document that you're going to hand over is handed over quickly, that you're just saying that you want to apply for a work placement, can you leave your CV? That's all you need to do. The salon will most likely be busy. They will be servicing their clients and they won't have time to be sitting down having a cup of tea and a chat with you. So don't take it personally and just make sure that your CV is up to date and it is a professional looking CV. You can get help for that online. And make sure you put a nice covering letter explaining why you want to do work experience in their salon. Talk about their salon. Talk about how you've seen them on social media. Talk about if they've won awards. Talk about what it is that makes you want to be in their salon. And let them understand that you have looked at who they are, what they are, what their values are, who their clients are, and that you want to work in their business. You know, let them know that you care and that will go a long way to making the salon owner just maybe take a little bit more note of your application. And lastly, make sure it's you that takes the application. Make sure it's you that inquires. Mums out there, dads out there, helpful aunties, just let them do it. A salon owner needs to meet the person that wants to work with them. So just let them do it. I know that you think you're helping, but as a business owner, we need to meet the person that wants to work with us. And having mum turn up on the doorstep inquiring doesn't set the right first impression because it immediately tells us that that young person isn't able to communicate effectively, that they're lacking in confidence and and I know you're trying to help. I've been there. I've got, you know, my kids are an adult now and I know how hard it is and you always want to step in to give them that little boost. But just let them do it and um, and it may help with their application. And beyond that, just give it a go and good luck to everybody that's going to be taking up um, work experience roles over the coming months because that's going to be the time where it's all going to be happening. And employers, I really hope you find the most amazing future employees from the cohort that are coming through. They've had a really tough time through pandemic. And let's see if we can get some amazing new people into the industry. So thanks ever so much for listening this week. And I'll see you next week when I am hoping to bring you another interview with someone to talk about apprenticeships from the side of the apprenticeship provider. So that should be interesting. And just waiting for finalisation on that. And if not then you'll be hearing me again soon. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with other industry professionals you think may enjoy the show too. For links and further information, you'll find those in the show notes or on my website, www.suedavies.org. You can also hear more from me and join the Inspiring Salon Professionals community on the Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.